Hi, Bam Bam. I'm so fast. Hey, Yancy. Oh, God. Almost felt yummy. Not Yancy. <laughs> oh, my. No problem. Be safe. Oh, oh, easy. Hi, BP. I was just trying to save your new picture to my phone. Hi, not BP. <laughs> Hi, Missy. Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in the chat. Um, thank y'all for your comments, like, support, shares, and downloads. Um, gosh, I have so much to, a lot of stuff today, and it always seems to be so quickly. So today, hi, Luke. How are ya? Glad to see ya. Um, it's Monday, August 14th. I cannot believe it's August 14th. Today, skies here, but it's kind of cool. It's only going to be 76 today, which is, I guess it's nice. It just means summer's ending. Um, so for um, going over, um, turn that off. Hi. Hi, Rottweiler. How are you? Um, some weather in Canada. Um, let me go to Welland. My friend driving. Um, it is currently 68, mostly sunny. Expect sunny skies with a high of 76. For Ryan, um, yeah, these dealing look up there. I'm guessing the fires are still going on. <clears throat> and then for BP, oh my, how did I? What happened to BP's weather? Although I know he knows what his weather is. I like to always tell him, <laughs> just in case he has noticed while he's driving out. Um, let's see, 73 mostly, mostly cloudy. Um, oh, you're going to be rainy today. Um, high of 78. Um, and take your umbrella. It's going to start, I don't know, 2.30-ish. You will have rain, rain. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah. Moving on. Um, to my beautiful girls in Phoenix. First, we'll start in Tucson. 78, partly cloudy. Um, there will be mostly sunny skies with the high of around 102. We're still hitting the hundreds. Um, Phoenix, um, 84, partly cloudy. Um, that was at like 6.30 in the morning. Dangerously hot conditions possible. Afternoon temperatures between 108 and 114. Gosh, 
And um, <clears throat> and just in case Mr. Moist Carlton has not reported on Coffeeville, Kansas this morning, I'm going to. <laughs> it is 70, partly sunny skies with a high of 83, with a moist level of 76%. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're just going to have to follow WKOP <laughs> and find out. So there. <laughs> All right. We are going to um, on with the word of the day. Um, and today's word I have is um, family. And family, a group of one or more parents and their children living together as a unit, all the descendants of a common ancestor. We'll talk about that. The quote to go along with that is, the bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's life. And that is Richard Banch. And so as I read above um, the description of definition of family um, by a group of one or more parents, um, they're living together as a unit or descendants of a common ancestor. But is that truly the definition of family? <clears throat> I have something in my throat. Family is a term that can have different meanings depending on the other relationship or may or may not even live together. It can also refer to a social group that maintains the well-being of its members and of society. Some people may consider family as anyone who involves love regardless of their biological or legal ties. I believe the true definition of family not <laughs> doesn't lie in blood relationships but is measured in the amount of love and respect we hold for each other. Family can mean your best friends or pets, anyone who gives you that comforting feeling of familiarity. They are the group of people who know accept you for you. You feel comfortable, safe, special, and that you and your voice matters with them. They are the ones who stand by you through thick and thin. They are your support system and you are theirs. They have each other's backs and are willing to go to the ends of the earth to bring a smile to each other's face. A sense of loyalty, selflessness, love, and genuine care, concern for others, including also being brutally honest when need be. It is a beautiful thing. You have a sense of belonging. In this day and age, it's difficult to find people who want the best for you without ulterior motives. We've all been used by someone who claims to love you and it hurts. That's why once you find that special person or persons, make sure you fight for them to stay no matter what. There will be hurdles along the way, huge fights where your relationship may seem like it's not worth it. But remember, overcoming those hurdles together will only strengthen your ties. You will know you will know that when a relationship is worth fighting for, when it's not. You know, there you come to that conclusion and you're like, you know what, my eyes are open and you kind of know who you're dealing with. You kind of know the difference of 
where you need to fight. So I'm not saying if you have an abusive family or a friend that you need to keep them in your life because they're close or they're family. No, no, no. You should never stay in an abusive relationship. You're worth too much more than that. Boundaries are everything. That is for that boundaries is a whole nother subject. So go out there into the world and find your chosen family. Those who will stand by you no matter what and will always support you no matter what. But also, do not forget where you came from because that is where you will always choose the not. So there you go. Family isn't only blood. And hi, Mike. How are you? Trying to see who else is in here. So, um, like, you guys are my family. I mean, I look forward to coming in here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and um, chatting with you and laughing with you and having a good time. And that's what family needs to be. I've grown up where people were are just like, oh, well, you're family, you're blood. That means you have to, you know, but they're extremely abusive or toxic relationships and you kind of just need to step back from that. So, yeah, just remember that. So it's kind of um, some good stories. And then I have a lot of tr stuff and trending and food. And then we'll get into Double Play Mon uh, Monday um, songs, um, kind of rock songs this time. And that'll start close to me. So I brought back Motivational Mondays just because we hear countless, countless amounts of negative um, crap in our lives on TV So here are some motivational stories for y'all. Hi, Chris. How are you? <clears throat> I hope you're well. This story, it says, for the first time, scientists have found marine creatures under, and there's some big words in here, so <laughs> let's see if Dina can read them, hydrothermal vents deep under the ocean. A recent expedition has led by the Schmidt Ocean Institute with a team traveling to East Pacific rise off the Central America. They dropped an underwater robot more than 8,200 feet, which overturned chunks of volcanic, volcanic crust and discovered cave systems teeming with worms, snails, and chemosynthetic bacteria living um, in 75 degrees Fahrenheit water. They, um, the Institute said, the discovery added a new dimension to hydrothermal vents, showing that their habitats exist both above and above the seafloor. They also found that there are tube worm-like creatures moving through passages underneath the seafloor, which travel through vents fluid to colonize their habitats. Um, these discoveries are huge as scientists are always looking for better understanding the deep sea. Finding new ecosystems is truly remarkable. Schmidt Ocean Institute Executive Director Joe Katika. 
Chuktika Balamini said in a statement and provides fresh evidence that life exists in credible places. So there you go. They found worms in the ocean. Hi, short pants, Robert. Hi, D-Mac. How are you? So yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy. Um, I just always remember Aaron when he was really small. And Aaron is my son with autism. Um, we were at Nana's in Florida and it was early in the morning and we were collecting shells. And I was, he probably was like two or three. And I was trying to get him to come with me by the water. And he kept saying, no, no, like, no, there's stuff in the, there's creatures, there's animals in there. And I'm like, no, you're fine. We're only like ankle deep. He would not come in the water. And all of a sudden I turned around and I was picking up seashells and there was this humongous stingray just right there, just chilling in the sun, sunbathing. And there's signs everywhere saying, you know, if you came across him, just kind of walk away a little bit. And he's like, see, see, <laughs> and he's like, I told you. He still remembers that story. So talking about autism, um, I came across this story and uh, it, it is about a Miami police officer honored after saving a boy with autism from drowning. Um, and I'll post the, the whole story on the Dina Joe um, podcast Facebook page because there's a video um, of it. Yeah, it's, it's not that great. But what happened was it says Officer Ernest Fernanda, Fernandez knew only that he had to save a life and worried about the rest after he jumped into a Miami River saving a drowning child. The rest in the case was a 10-year-old boy's autism condition and how it would affect the rescue attempt. And it wasn't much concern to Fernandez, whose own son is on the autism spectrum. And if you don't know anything about autism, it's the spectrum is huge, huge, huge. So not any person with autism um, is alike. To the contrary, um, the devoted husband and father was all the more committed to ensuing the accident in, in a tragedy. Um, body cam footage captured um, of July rescued showed a fellow officer arriving in time to help Fernandez safely get the child um, into the car seat of the police cruiser um, while the man's black uniform was soaked through for, for his heroics. Um, on August 2nd, Officer Fernandez was honored in a ceremony held by Friendship Circle Miami, um, an organization that provides friendship and acceptance to individuals with special needs. I know you jumped out of the car because you knew that child, what the child really is, says Rabbi um, Hosi Harlan of Circle um, of Miami in a speech. One of the greatest fears um, that a parent having raising a child on the spectrum, and if you're raising a child, you know exactly what I'm talking about, is your child will somewhere, somehow um, not understand their actions, says Harley. You look at the incident like this, a power that has not only those who are involved, but the community at large. It's incredible, incredible touching moment, says the chief of police. So he was able to go. He said he understood that um, there was certain things that the little boy did that his own son did. And so he kind of understood that this, this, this kid had autism. And um, when they're going through that, and that's always kind of made me a little nervous. And I ended up getting Aaron a, a 
medical bracelet because when it's in an an emergency and something's happening that they would be able to to you know let them know that they have a condition so anyway kudos to him he was able to um save that little boy from drowning i'll put that on there uh the next one i have is a dog and how a dog um, caught on camera, golden retriever protects four-year-old boy from bear. And oh my gosh, <clears throat> you see this bear. It's a big bear. Um, and a courageous golden retriever successfully chases off a bear that had wandered into the family's property, ensuing the safety of a four-year-old boy who was playing outside. And you, you see the little boy just yeah, da, 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 playing. And all of a sudden there's a bear and this dog just chases him. It says the incident was caught on surveillance video at the family's home in Connecticut. Gregory Grant said the four-year-old son, um, Gavin, was walking through their yard when sp he spotted a bear ahead of him. Um, as you see on the video, he became frightened and starts to run away. The next thing you see is the bear being chased away by Jake, the family golden retriever. Um, both Gavin and Jake were completely unarmed, and Jake was later rewarded for his heroic acts. He got quite a few treats. He got ice cream. He got a bath. He got the whole nine yards. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, yeah, good job, Jake. I know you should see him. He just took off after this bear, and the uh, yeah, it's crazy because it could have gone the wrong way. So, yay, another good story. Good job, Jake. Um, the last one I have, and oh, this one's in Kansas. Um. This one's in Kansas. Um, stories like this is why we create the service dog for autism. The neuro dog is trained to protect from threats, including drowning. That's amazing, um, Chris. And you know what? Anytime you come on here and chat about that, I'd love for you to do that. I mean, I think it's amazing um, because, you know, my son is 30 years old. And back when we found out, there wasn't a whole lot of thing available for him and fighting for it is a whole nother story. So, um, yeah, I would love it. So this story is in Kansas. It says good Samaritan ends elderly woman's months, months with an S at the end, long air conditioned battle, a Kansas. Oh, wait a minute. It's not in Kansas, it's in Kansas City. Kansas City woman who had been enduring sweltering temperatures without air conditioning for months finally found relief thanks to a selfless actions of a local good Samaritan. Um, and the story goes, Peggy Moore, 75, um, had paid a um, HVAC contractor $5,000 in February to have her air conditioning fixed. Um, yet her house has been 90 degrees this whole summer, and she finally broke down. I'm so hot. I can't do anything. I can't clean my house. I can't do anything. I feel bad about it because this is not the way I live. This is not the way I keep my house, Moore said to Channel to Fox um, 4. Um, I get to the point where I can't hardly breathe. I get all these bad headaches. I can't see. It's really hard. It's very hard. Moore pleaded with her contractor multiple times, but received no answer. So she reached out to the news problem solvers to share her story. 
Um, the next day, her contractor suddenly reached out and offered to replace the unit. Um, even after that, it was still 89 degrees inside. Um, Harry Frame of Service One Contractors saw the story and offered to help out at no charge. He inspected and saw the new unit um, and determined it was too small for Moore's home. He replaced it with a brand new one, and there is no problems in the world these days. Um, so anybody, he says, there there is lots of problems in the world these days. So anybody can help. Um, that you can reach out and do a little good for somebody in need to happen. It needs to happen more often, he said. I am thankful that so many people cared and came to my rescue because I didn't know what I was going to do next. So, um, and it's right. He's right. I mean, it wasn't cheap, I'm sure, for him to to do that. But, you know, he, he did it because he saw the story and he saw a need and he knew that he can do it. And you know what? I feel that it'll all come back. It'll all come back around and, and, um, something good will come his way. I just, I just know it well. So yeah, those are my good news stories of the day for Monday. Um, so now we're going to get into the joke of the day. And it has to do with the family. Let's see who can figure this one out. All right. What do you call it when all your mother's sisters gather at a funeral to avenge your death? What do you, what, what do they call? Hmm, anybody, anybody? Vigil aunties. Ha <laughs> ha. Such a dork. <laughs> Visual aunties. <laughs> oh man, I know, I know. <laughs> ba -bum -bum. <laughs> um, all right, so I know you guys have seen it. Pumpkin spice. Um, it's already in the stores. Ah! Oh damn. Sorry, everything is falling. Um <clears throat> pumpkin spice, everything is in the stores. So here's a little fact for you. If you enjoy pumpkin spice flavor. You'll likely appreciate cinnamon and nutmeg. Nutmeg adds that warm and spicy flavor to your foods and drinks in small amounts. Because in large amounts, it can cause hallucinations and ultimately be fatal. Did you have any idea? I had no idea about that. Hi, chill jelly. How are you? I had no idea that it could um, kill you. Um, dang. Um, so yeah, pumpkin spice, I have it in a couple more things I'm talking about, but I had no idea, um, that, so yeah, um, so tr in trending, I'm going to start off by a little remembrance of um, a Colorado photographer, um, and I'm sure some of you have heard of him, John Fielder, he died, um, when did he die? It was over the weekend, or could have been even Friday. I just saw it yesterday. Um, he's, he was a nature, he photographer, uh, photographed nature, beautiful pictures. And he's got a bunch of books, um, award-winning, award-winning nature photographer of Colorado, John Builder died at 73. He's taken hundreds of thousands of photos, um, documenting quite literally each of Colorado's 
104,984 square miles since 1973, um, according to press release from History of Colorado. And he just donated like a ton of his um, art and everything to the museum out here. Um, so he has beautiful, beautiful art. So I'm going to post that stuff too. Um, if you don't know who he is, yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um, let's see why oh, my walls, <laughs> what? No wonder why my walls melt after my coffee. What are you talking about? I'm going too fast. Um, oh, you're, oh, because of your, the, the pumpkin spice or the nutmeg. Oh, I don't know, chill jelly. Let's see. Um, there's a recall of um, kiwis, the beloved kiwi. Um, I guess it has listeria. It has listeria. So, yeah, nutmeg. Yeah, you better be careful. Yeah, your your walls would be moving and everything else will be moving. You'll see more than one goat. You'll see a whole bunch of goats coming at you. <laughs> Um, so Listeria, it didn't quite say like where to look for the kiwis. Let me see. Um, it just says Listeria contained recall coming from beloved kiwi. Um, oh, um, oh, this is that yellow one, I think. It's called Zespri, Z-E-S-P-R-I. I think those are those yellowy ones, those ones that are like all the hip right now. Um, let's see. Um, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, North Carolina, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Um, if you don't buy, don't buy the Kiwis. Um, yeah, just that brand. So those states, yeah. Where was that name again? Oh, Z-E-S-P-R-I. I swear those are those yellow ones. They probably are green too, but um, you know, those golden ones, aren't they? They're like golden color. Um, I've never tried those. Um, are they're, they're my favorite. Are they really? Is, is there a difference in the taste, like a real big difference in the taste of the green ones and those golden ones? Because they, once you see them, they're gone. They're like, I've, I've seen them and gone back to the store and then they're gone. They're all gone. So um, I think that's the name of the, the I could be wrong. It could, be, it could be a different brand, but that's the name of the brand that's having the recall is the one with the Z. Um, hmm. Dang. And I wanted to try them too. I'll have to look and see. What are you laughing about, Mike? Uh, what, oh, I don't know. You're talking all, I'll, I'll move on. Um, did you guys know, I saw this and I was like, wait, what? And then the more I read, it kind of, it says in this story, it says that you should be marinating your steak in whiskey. And I was like, wait, won't that ruin your steak? Marinating it in whiskey? Uh, what? What was wrong with the kiwis again? Listeria, Mike. They have listeria. <laughs> the, the kiwis are sick with listeria, so you don't want to catch it. Um, anyway, you should be marinating your steak and whiskey, it says. Um, it says because it adds a ton of flavor. Um, it actually helps break down the... You wouldn't do it like on a um, filet mignon because it has no fat. Um, so it says it helps to break it down and make it really soft. 
but it didn't give me, it didn't actually say like how much, you know, how much whiskey do you need to mix it in with, you know, to is, is enough. You know, I'm sure you don't want it floating in it. I just, you don't want a drunk piece of steak. Um, this is once your whiskey marinated steak has time to marinate, remove it from the marinade. Um, and then I thought, won't it catch on? I mean, you have to pat it dry, pat it dry. So nothing, none of that liquid falls on the flames because then you'll have a fire. Um, as the flame kisses the meat, the whiskey infused flavors will intensify, creating a delightful contrast between the charred exterior and the succulent interior. That's a ha. Um, if grilling option, you can also cook the steak in a pan in your oven. It says the versatility of a whiskey marinated steak extends beyond just grilling, making it a great option for year round enjoyment. Um, so there you go. <laughs> Marinate a cheap steak in it. There you go. You can try it that way. Hi, Miss Regina. Good to see you. Um, yeah, not a um, expensive one for sure, um, but it's worth a try. It's worth trying to see how it tastes. Um, a little drunken uh, <laughs> steak for you. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Wendy's, Wendy's. I told you pumpkin spice. Um, they're gonna. Like, it's rumored, so it says that they're gonna come out with the pumpkin spice frosty. Um, it would be the perfect way to change the seasons. Um, somebody um, was saying uh, that because they had the strawberry one in the summer, um, but didn't they, they were saying that the strawberry and then they have a peppermint one in um, around Christmas time. Um, and then they're saying, yeah, that they're trying to get in with it and they're trying to do pumpkin spice. And then they will also have um, the pumpkin spice frosty cold brew offered at the same time. And it um, so I remember I told you I tried that vanilla one and I did not like it at all. <laughs> gross. It was gross. But I mean, if you like really sweet drinks, you'd like it probably. It was just way too sweet. It was terrible. Um, I only like pumpkin spice and pumpkin pie. That's the only, maybe it's in something else that I like it in, but that's the only thing I really like it in. I don't like pumpkin spice drinks. I don't like that kind of stuff. By the way, here's a question for you. Pump, talking about pumpkin and pumpkin spice, because that's where it all came from was pumpkin pie first. Do you like your pumpkin pie hot or cold? There was like a big, huge debate about this. I... Though I only have pumpkin uh, only in Thanksgiving and I like it cold. I've never had it hot. I know. Yeah, not, not hot. Don't you think that maybe I'm just weird, but I've never, mm, no, not hot. I always put it in, it's nice and cool. You put whipped cream on it and then, yeah, once a year, that's it. Um, so anyway, Wendy's, it's getting into there. Um, who was the other one? Oh, Krispy Kremes, of course. There they have, and it's probably already in. Sometimes they have them at um, Walmart and at Seven Eleven. They're saying, but now their their pumpkin ones are coming back. Uh, let's see. They started August seventh. Um, I'm trying to read which ones are. If they will tell me, it's a pumpkin. Okay, here we go. 
Um, nope, that's it either. <laughs> Even those Krispy Kreme spice donuts, you know, they're talking about all, an old fashioned cake donut infused with pumpkin spice flavor. And then there's two new flavor combinations as well. The first includes maple pumpkin icing on an original pumpkin glazed donut with carameled pecans. Um, and similarly, the new pumpkin cheesecake swirl donut involves a mixture of buttercream frosting and cream cheese icing. Um, and then they have um, some pumpkin coffee drinks too, hot, cold, or even frozen, it says. So um, there you go. I don't know. I'm not into it. Pumpkin 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 crispy cream donuts so if you're into that sweet stuff there you go pumpkin spice wow gross um so this is well i guess it's dunkin donuts dunkin donuts um they're trying to make even more money and they're having spiked coffee drinks um iced coffee and i thought there were tea too um, but this one just says coffee, original caramel mocha and vanilla, and they're all spiked. I swear there was a tea one too. Let's see. Um, yes. Um, according to the statement from Dunkin' Donuts in brewing up something special and spiked for adult iced coffee and iced tea lovers, while we can't confirm any new additions to Dunkin's lineup of already drink products at this time, stay tuned. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. Um, let's see. The coffee beverage contains 6% alcohol by volume. The tea ones will contain 5%. Um, they are on par with the alcohol amount of a standard beer. Um, customers could potentially make Duncan a one-stop all-day <laughs> affair with hot coffee for breakfast, a donut for a snack, and an alcoholic beverage <laughs> for five o'clock happy hour, it says. Um, oh my gosh. The new spike beverages are said to be produced in partnership with Harpoon Brewery. It is not the first time the two businesses paired up to bring coffee and donut flavored beers. The brewery has been releasing Duncan inspired brews since 2007 and in 2022 released another collaboration with more flavors. On the Duncan spiked website, it shows eager customers have the choice of four different flavors um, of, let's see, each beverage comes in an easy sip pack of 12 ounce cans are single serving 19.2 ounce cans. So in the tea ones are slightly sweet iced tea, half and half iced tea, strawberry dragon fruit iced tea refresher and mango pineapple iced tea refresher. And yeah, they have all alcohol in them. Thank you, Mike. Um, pumpkin beers are great. Um, I've never, well, I'm kind of thinking about that one. I would have to try, I would definitely try one just because I think like all of the flavors sound like they would kind of mend, blend together good, like the hops and all that kind of stuff with that. So it doesn't sound awful. Um, I've sound, it doesn't sound awful. I mean, I don't know. I, I, 
if if it hit me like the smell first, if the smell was awful, I don't know if I could drink it, but I would try it. We I don't yeah, I would try it. Let me tell you though, I went to Cost Plus World Market. They have some weird stuff back in there back in the food place, that's where they had, I, I would have bought them if they were single, but they were big packages for 10 bucks each. They were different flavors of Kit Kat bars and they were like all from Japan. And they, you couldn't read what the heck they were, but I'm like, I'm not spending 10 bucks on each one of these, but I would, I don't know. You know, I would at least try, I'd take a sip of it. I'd take a sip of it and try it. I don't know, but I'm, yeah, I don't, typically care for pumpkin spice stuff, but I try it. Um, so I think that's all the pumpkin spice stuff I have. Um, yeah. All right. We're going to move on to, um, Totino's. Um, they have a new flavor and it sounds interesting. It's not pizza. It's orange chicken pizza rolls. Um, so you know, it's an orange chicken inside the little thingy. Um, yeah, I would totally try one of these too. <laughs> Chinese food and pizza go um, to takeout options to Totino's. Consumer, consumers no longer need to choose between the two. Um, the company is collaborating with a gaming collective. A gaming collective? What? Fa Zen Clan, um, I'm not into gaming, so I have no idea what that means, to bring the new flavor to the table, orange chicken. That's right, orange chicken pizza rolls are headed to the grocery store. They should be in there now, it says August. Um, and you should can get them 50, about 50 orange chicken pizza rolls will cost you $5.99 at the store. So orange pizza chicken rolls. Um, I totally try it. I mean, because it has an orange sauce, of course. It's not mixed like pizza sauce or anything like that. I, I love orange chicken. So um, yeah, if I was hungry, I would totally try it. All right, guys and girls, I guess. But guys, um, wait, I have to play a song while I talk about this. Um, oh my. Let's see. All right. Fritos is giving away mullet haircuts. <laughs> and also corn chips. The mullet. They're bringing mullet back. Um, and you have to go to, let me see, Floyd's 99 Barbershop. Um, they might already all be gone. It said that it started August 2nd. They were partnering with Floyd 99 Barbership to offer 1,000 free mullet haircuts. The limited time promotion is called Free Fritos Flow Day. Every Floyd location in the U.S. is participating. Those who would like a hairstyle can bring a Fritos Flow mullet appointment by con contacting Floyd's Barbershop. Um, it's on Fridays that they do it. Um, and like I said, it's probably already done, but you can get your hair do done and then take a picture of you holding your Frito bag with your proudly displaying your mullet and you could win $10,000 cash prize. Yes. 
business up front, party in the back, haircut was popularized in the 80s and 90s. Um, the Beastie Boys, that's who you're hearing I am, created the name when they released their 1994 mullet head. Um, but there's ample proof that the style is much older than that. Um, <laughs> so um, let's see. The U.S. Mullet Championship has come a long way since 2020 with the Mullet Mega Money Pot reward of $2,500 for the winner. Now it's up to $10,000. Three events open for registration. Virtual competition for men 18 and plus. The virtual competition for women and men 55 and plus. And invent in-person event in um, the Illinois State Fair on August 12th for men and women. Oh, that already happened. Oh, man. I should I should have looked to see who won. So that already happened. But, oh, man, the mullets. Dang. No, no, no. I swore Lewis had a mullet wig here. I have to find it. I know he did. Yeah, the mullets. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, your hair will grow back. Mm, you just look a little funny. So that's Fritos. Um, so uh, there was, I'll just try to get these last two in. There was a cheese maker. Oh my gosh, this is a sad story. Remember when we were talking about that cheese and a big roll of cheese and there's this contest and they roll it down the hill. Now I've seen a commercial for it. Well, like a fake commercial for it. I can't remember who, what the commercial is for, but Tuttles was saying he saw the documentary about it. Well, there was a guy, an Italian cheesemaker, <clears throat> it said he died after being crushed by 15,000 wheels of cheese. So this cheese, it says the recent tragic death of cheese factory owner has shaken the food world. 74-year-old um, Giacomo Chip. Pari, sorry, I'm butchering your name, first started his Northern Italy cheese business back in the 70s. And it was clear that he was dedicated um, for the rest of his life to everyone's favorite dairy product. Um, unfortunately, his dedication to the cheese is exactly the thing that brought about his death. Um, it says on Sunday, August 12th, um, he was crushed by 15,000 wheels of cheese. Um, the cheese that caused the fatal blow was Garana Padeno, a hard cheese that's popular in Italy and similar to Parmesan cheese. Each wheel um, of the cheese weighs 44 pounds. Um, as Chirapani was working in a shelf full of the cheese wheels was nearly 30 feet high, collapsed, causing the tragedy. Um, so, dang, that can you imagine? That's terrible. Um, when the fire department arrived, they found piles of cheese wheels, which they had to remove one one. Um, that's terrible. Uh, I shouldn't have ended that way. And both of these, the last two I have, have to do with death and food. Um, this woman allegedly, allegedly um, killed her in-laws with the poisonous death cap mushrooms um, in Australia. And she's saying, no, this was a huge accident. She had no 
idea. She actually loved these people, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, that's what they're saying. Don't go out and just pick mushrooms if you don't know what you're doing. Um, so that was another crazy uh, story. I won't totally get into it. I'll post it on the Dina Joe podcast um, page, um, all of that stuff all of those. So we'll just get into music. I didn't want to end it that way. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, some rock songs. <clears throat> yes, the music will fix everything. It was just crazy because um, well, you know, of course, everything will be investigated, but I would never think about, I'm not that far that I would think about going and finding, I know there are people that do go out and look for mushrooms. I would, I'd be too scared. Something like that would happen. Like I wouldn't know what I'm doing and I'd pick the wrong one and make somebody sick or and kill them. That'd be terrible. All right. So for music, we are going to start with a little collective soul today. Um, for my friend, Mr. Yancey, um, let's see. The first song is the world. I know this is one of the few collective soul songs, not credited entirely to Ed Rollin. The band's guitarist, Ross Childress is listed as co-writer. The pair developed the song out of an instrumental piece Childress came up with. Thanks to airplay on rock radio, this became the third number one for Collective Soul on the Billboard um, album Rock Chart, um, following Shine in December. The song also crossed over to Pop Adult Contemporary Playlist, pushing the album sales to over 3 million in America. Ed Rollins went through a phase of loathing the song and came close to re-recording it with new words. Right at the end of the recording, I, for some reason, had lost my mind and hated I, um, the world I know, he said. I decided on the last day of the recording that I would rewrite the lyrics and melody and put over the music um, bed to the world I know. Fortunately, Collective Souls engineer Greg Archulia talked some sense into him. It's so funny to me that I was literally going to change that song that day, that last day, because we were getting ready to go on tour. So it didn't happen. Here they are, Collective Soul, with the song, The World I Know. <gasps> Thank you, BP. I'll look right now. Hi, Amy girl. Sorry I missed you. Oh, she's gone. Ah, BP, that's you? <laughs> you don't look happy. <laughs> totally different.
Collective Soul, 1995. Alright, this is double place. We have another Collective Soul coming up. This one will stop. <laughs> there we go. Now, we're going to hit with um, Where the River Flows. Not a whole lot on this. Where the River Flows is a song, of course, by Collective Soul. It appeared on their 1995 um, same album. The song was released as the fifth and final single from album. Um, it peaked at number one in the U.S. Billboard mainstream rock charts, becoming the band's fourth single to do so. The song became a top 40 hit in Canada, peaking at 39 on the RPM 100 hit tracks chart. Um, this is a great album. Here's Collective Soul, Where the Rubber Flows. Hi, Miss Shelby. How are you? Glad to have you. Time for some music. I'm good. I hope that you're well. Oh, 
with Where the River Flows off the album Collective Souls. Alright, we're going to move on now to some meatloaf. Meatloaf. Paradise by Dashboard Light. Um, like all the tracks on Bat Out of Hell, Paradise by the Dashboard Light was written by Jim Steinman who had a theoretical style perfect for meatloaf's operatic rock voice. Steinman said the songs on the album are not directly personal, personal, but personal, but are based on, um, on images. Um, and yeah, they always say that it's not personal. Like, Oh, it's not about me. I don't think this way. I don't do these things. Mm. Meatloaf was originally signed on RCA record. But when they balked at the choice of Rungren as the producer, Loaf and Company switched to Epic. Bat Out of Hell was his first album and a massive success, selling 40 million copies worldwide despite peaking at just 14 on the U.S. albums chart. Um, the album has gone platinum by the end of 1977 and just kept selling. Meatloaf's first five albums were a disappointment, but he didn't have another U.S. Top 40 hit until I'll do, I do anything um, for love, but I won't do that. Here is Meatloaf with the other big hit, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. You're welcome, Yancy. Oh, this is about me. When you know every single one of them did. <laughs> Oh, 
Thank you, Yancy. Thank you, BP. Thank you, Thank you, Chris. Meatloaf off the album Back Out of Hell. 
Yeah, that song will go on and on. We're going to move on to his next song. Um, actually, Bat Out of Hell um, is the song we're going to play. Like most of Meatloaf's hits, um, it was also um, composed by Jim Steinman. He said he wrote it to be the ultimate motorcycle crash song. The lyrics refer to a rider being thrown off of his bike in a wreck and his organs exposed. Well, lovely. <laughs> okay. Um, the song leader of the pack was a, was also features a motorcycle, um, was a huge influence um, with him on this song. The motorcycle sound in the middle of the song is producer Todd Rundgren on an electric guitar. Todd hated the idea at first, but Steinman begged him until he tried it, pulling it off along with the subsequent, subsequent solo in one take. The Bat Out of Hell album spent 474 weeks on the UK albums chart and became one of the top five all-time best-selling albums there. Here is Meatloaf with Bat Out of Hell. They were very talented, for sure. All of them. This is kind of have to listen to one wine hot together. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you, VP. see that I'm 
I wanted to play a different one. I didn't want to play like the other one, you know? Played one that we knew, and this one I really never... tonight I'm going to start with. Um, Van Halen is the debut studio album from, of course, the American rock band Van Halen, released in February 10th, 1978. It is widely regarded as one of the greatest debut albums in rock and was a major commercial success. The album peaked at number 19 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and has sold more than 10 million copies in the United States. It received a diamond certification by the Record Industry Association of America and was received well by the general public, making it one of the best selling albums. Yeah, we know that. Van Halen contains... um, some of the band's most well-known songs, including Running With The Devil, Ain't Talking About Love, Jamie's Crying, and their cover version of the King song, You Really Got Me. The instrumental um, eruption played and written by guitarist Eddie Van Halen is widely regarded as one of the guitar's greatest guitar solos of 
time help popularize the two-handed tapping. So here is Van Halen with their song, Fill Your Love Tonight. David Lee Roth because I like all the first ones tonight um, off the album Van Halen in 1978. We're going to hit the same album, a different song, um, I'm the One. Um, this, a track from Van Halen's um, first album, I'm the One, is a great introduction to the band with David Lee Roth spelling it out in the first line. We came here to entertain you. Um, the track is driven by Eddie Van Halen's guitar, giving us an early listen to his unique tone. Um, there is also a version done by Four Non Blondes um, that appeared in the 94 movie Airheads in a scene where the main characters take over the radio station. Um, Alex Van Halen used a double kick drum on this song, something he also did on Hot for the Teacher. When Four Non Blondes recorded it, their drummer, Don Richardson, learned how to use a double kick three days before they recorded it. Well, here is Van Halen with I'm the One. Thank you. 
don't you know it means it's saving me? I'm the one, the one you love. Come on, baby, show your love. Hey, give it to me. I see it go through the room. I see you growing up a new Thank you, BP. Thank you, Mike. Rock songs are long. I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> Give it to me. That is on the line. Van Halen off the album Van Halen 1978. All right, I was going to play Four Non Blondes, but I'm going to need to get on with the list. So we're going to move on with Pink Floyd, the song Money. A little bit about that song. This song is about the bad things money can bring. Ironically, it made Pink Floyd lots of money as the Dark Side of the Moon album sold over 34 million copies. This is often misinterpreted as a as a tribute to money. Many people thought the line "money is gas" meant they considered money a very good thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Roger Walters, in uh, the only interview credited on money, but the lead vocal is by David Gilmour. Walters provided the ba basic and lyrics while the whole band. Walters Gilmore, um, keyboardist Richard Wright, and Nick Mason created the instrumental jam for the song. Gilmore was the one overseeing the time changes and responsible for the acclaimed guitar solo. So here they are, Pink Floyd with Money. Oh, Billy D, just in time. I am Maka. Welcome. You are fine.
So that I can get to it, some of the other songs, um, That Is Many by Pink Floyd, um, off the album Dark Side of the Moon, 1973. I'm going to move on to the second Pink Floyd song, and it is going to be Another Brick in the Wall, part two. Um, Roger Waters wrote this song about his views on formal education, which were framed during his time at Cambridge School for Boys. He hated his grammar school teachers and felt that they were more interested in keeping kids quiet than teaching them. The wall refers to the emotional barriers Walter built around himself because he wasn't in touch with reality. Uh, the brick in the wall were the events in his life which propelled him to build this proverbial wall around himself. And his school teachers were just another brick in that wall. Um, so let's play that song so we can get on. Here is Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall, part two. Hi, Herbert. How are you? You're welcome. Oh, 
Okay, that is Pink Floyd, Another Break in the Wall, part two off the album, The Wall, 1979. Um, I'm going to move on to ACDC, and they'll be the last ones. And then I'm going to continue with the rest of this list, which was, has Yes and Led Zeppelin in it. Um, again, next Monday with some more songs, with some more new songs. So we'll get them all played. So... ACD. The first one I have for them is the song Girls Got Rhythm. This um, this rocker is one of the last tunes written by uh, lead singer Bon Scott, who died six months after the album was released. It, it, it's a classic Bon Scott lyric as he finds ways to explain how his woman satisfies him, all while keeping the title squeaky clean and radio friendly. It was released as a single in and other parts of Europe, but didn't chart. In America, the song um, did very well on the stations with album-oriented rock, A-O-R, format. Um, Highway to Hell was the first ACDC album produced by Mutt Lang. Um, on this song, you can especially hear Lang's influence in the backup, backing answer vocals, Girls Got Rhythm, Backseat Rhythm. Here is ACDC, Girls Got Rhythm. Hey, him, how are ya? Hi, Kartik, welcome. Good to see ya. Yo. <laughs> Yes, I did. I have all of those for you. So next Monday, I'll finish them up and I'll put some more on there. <laughs> Thank you, him. I, I try. I selfishly put this one in because I like this one. <laughs> she really satisfies me. Describing it, I'm just gonna play it. All right, here we go. ACDC. This one's for you, Billy D.
high society. <laughs> God's gift to ballroom notoriety. And I always fill my ballroom. Mm. It's small. The social papers say I've got the biggest balls of all. I've got big balls. You've got big balls. Nice big balls. Dirty big balls. <laughs> oh my <laughs> all right i'm gonna start talking about um podcast here um we have audie why run with bot rob and they you find them on youtube and Twitch, I believe it's Twitch. I can get them all confused. Um, and then my Annie J here, follow her so you know when she's on. She's also on Saturdays um, with Russ Finlay and Yancey. They have one on Saturday. Um, Yancey, he's a busy guy, like I would say, WKOP, and also Coffeeville Department of Memes. Uh, and come back next Monday. We'll continue this rock list with some more songs, but some of the other ones that we had on here. Um, and again, it'll be Motivational Monday, so it'll be Motivating and the Double Play Monday. Um, Wednesday, we have coming up um, the soundtrack of Saturday Night Fever. And then um, Friday is, uh, I think, 90s dance, I believe. So, um, yeah. Oh, I don't want to play that one. I'm going to play that next week. <laughs> that one's for next week. Or we could play it going out, I guess. I'll play it again on Monday. But um, um, I'm going to leave you guys like I always leave you. If I can find it. Here, I got to turn that down. Oh, I got to do that over. That is like super low. <laughs> <laughs> Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Um, you guys are the best. I love you guys so much and appreciate you more than um, you know. So thank you so much for being here um, and uh, be safe out there. The world has gone crazy. So be careful and be safe. Watch each other's backs. I love you. Have a great rest of your day. Um, and so everybody who's new in here, thank you. Back Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Love you. Thank you, Billy D. We'll continue it on Monday. Bye.